hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Baby Geo. Baby Geo. Baby Geo. Mama Mia, let me go. He's so handsome, little baby baby Geo. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. I'm touching his ear. Ah! He's so cute. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink. And that is why I drink. He's so cute. Do you want to know why I drink? Sure. Because you're full fucking engaged now. Yay! Which means, no, no, in the bad way. Hi, I'm engaged. Hi. Like, what, like, not even a hundred hours into being engaged, I'm already getting texts about her with her wedding magazines. (laughs) She's found a venue already. She already texted me and was like, are you free next October to fly with us to Cincinnati? (laughs) So, like, it's all been planned. It only took a week, guys. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) No, the embarrassing thing, do what you can do with your with your hand now. Oh, she'll she'll go everywhere now with a with a glass of wine in her left hand. She'll go, look what I can do. I can make a toast with my finger. She does it all the time. It's not fun anymore. You guys. She's like, hey, I'm, guess what I can do? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And I'm realizing how much wine you drink because you do no, it all the time. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, that's true. I constantly have a wine glass in my hand. Yeah. Right. The thing is, I very much was not expecting it. Like, I was expecting it sometime this summer, but for sure not on the day that it happened because I had not washed my hair and we were eating Indian food and my improv team was coming over. But that being said... 
after it happened, I was like, I guess I'm allowed. Like, I never was the kind of girl who was like, I'm going to have this at my wedding and this at my wedding. And then it hit me yesterday that you can have whatever you want. I can actually plan like a real event and it's okay for me to go online and Google dresses and shit like that. You probably could have since you've been with him for five years. Right. But it was something where I was like, well, I don't want to like get ahead of myself. And all of a sudden I've just like nosedived off the deep end Mm -hmm. into like these Pinterest. I I definitely thought it was going to be a secret. I kept for several months, Mm -hmm. not several weeks. It was, he thought so too. And I thought so too. Well, I definitely, cause I remember I was telling Kirk, Kirk at work. Oh, why don't we call him that? I don't know. That's clever. I, um, I was telling him probably like three weeks ago now, something like that. Almost a month ago. I was like, Christine's an idiot because (laughs) you were saying ahead of time before you knew that you were getting proposed to, you're like, if, if blaze ever like tries to take me on an adventure, then I'll know, then I'll know that like, (laughs) that it's, that's, that's the moment he's going to do it. And then a week later, you're like, oh, well, Blaze is taking me, like, to some hiking thing for our anniversary. And it did not hit you at all. Or you didn't bring it up. And no. I was like, I was like, Christine, you said yourself that you would assume I, something. Well, I knew. And I you knew. hadn't said anything I knew all. that's when it was. But I didn't want to get... I'm, like, that person who never wants to get her hopes up. So I'm like, you know what? If it doesn't happen, it'll be a fun trip for us. Maybe he'll do it over Christmas. Like, I don't know. I don't like to, like, get ahead of myself. So I was like, it'll just happen when it happens. And then it happened when I was for sure not expecting it. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it, Blaze. Like, he really did catch you off guard. Oh, I looked so horrible. I was like, well. <laughs> and my stepmom goes, did you? Did he take you to a beautiful, nice dinner overlooking? And I'm like, no, no, He's no. He's in no, your no. dirty apartment with your dog. <laughs> I had not. And then I immediately had to Swiffer because my my improv team was coming over. What he was doing was showing you what your life will be like forever. <laughs> He's like, stay in this mess with me for eternity. <laughs> He's like, I see you like this. And I still want to marry you so (laughs) that has got to mean something it's okay i'm gonna make fun of you for for all of that but i'm not even dating anyone so like who's the real winner here not not me i'm just excited and i'm so happy that i met em before all of this so now she can be a part of it and when i told her finally that like we had gotten engaged which she like knew was coming at some point she goes oh i left my phone charger in the car i'll be right back and she comes (laughs) back with engagement gifts from her car they've been sitting in my car for months because i knew you were getting proposed to soon like he had already told me he was getting you a ring i just love that they were in your car not like in your apartment well i knew i knew you would probably try to surprise me which you did of course and so i was like well when she does that i have to be able to immediately surprise her so i look like damn i'm an equal friend for sure so i thought i thought ahead of you thinking ahead yeah you one up me yeah and so i've had those gifts in my car since the day after he told me he was getting you a ring so it's been sitting there forever and i was like you guys (laughs) it's a mug that says i'm getting married bitches and i drink a coffee out of it every single morning and i (laughs) send my mother a snapchat of it every single morning and she's like yep uh uh-huh i get it you've shown me that you know what'd be crazy Uh, tentatively it's october of next year Mm mm-hmm uh, you know, only five days in. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but that would be cool if by that time this podcast takes off and like think of how many fans will be saying thank you and congratulations and Aww. you'll have so many fans. I already had so many listeners write me and be like, we're so happy for you. And I'm like, you are? I don't know you, <laughs> but now I'm crying. <laughs> People have been so nice. But yeah, so I'm very happy and Em's coming to Cincinnati with me, and we can go on a haunted tour. We'll be on a plane together for the first oh, time. Oh, it'll be a it'll be a weekend of firsts. I'm so excited. Yeah, so that's my news, and Em is the best, and she's been so like patient, tolerant, tolerant patient with me throughout the whole thing. So thank you. The em. whole five days. I can't wait to do this for a year and a half. You're welcome. 
Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking boxed wine. Welcome to my... En- <laughs> I'm an engaged woman. <laughs> when you're married, maybe he'll buy you real wine. Well, well don't want to get my hopes up. What are you drinking? I'm the same as always. A House of Pies milkshake. Ah, stick with the classics, just like me. Aw. Look at that. Classic Christine. Classic Christine. Um... Why do you drink this week? Oh, you already told me. Because you're married, or you're, bas- you're pre-married. Um, I drink this week. That was also my reason, because I'm engaged. And then yesterday I was like, Blaze's aunt called and goes, oh, so when's the wedding? We're like, haha. Like, she goes, no, no, really, when is it? And we were like, well, we don't know. She's like, well, you got to get started. And then I like just Googled like a basic what to do when you, well, first steps. And the first steps are like 400 steps. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what? And there's every, I mean, it's. It's, it's like what bow tie to get Geo. Literally every little detail. And I'm like, wait, I didn't realize that I had to like suddenly be on board with all of this. So are you wearing a shirt with her face on it? Lisa's? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Also, can I tell them your wedding hashtag? Wait, do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and came up with this. So Blaze's last name is Lampagnali. Mm-hmm. Very Italian. And so I decided that like Christine was like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what my wedding hashtag should be because that's okay, like my the first, trend. That's my cheesy. first statement was, do I need one? I guess so. And I said, yes, I've already came up with it. Oh, sure. So, uh, if anyone, <laughs> AKA everyone has seen Anchorman. And Cause so, you've already referenced Wells Vagina. Yeah. San Diego. I have. Yeah. San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, in honor of Anchorman, I've decided that their wedding hashtag is I love lamp. And I'm so excited. It's the funniest thing. Did you know that I, I made a bookmarked folder on my on Chrome, Google Chrome um, with like just uh, bookmarks of venues and stuff, and it's called I Love Lamp. <laughs> I just think it's so perfect. The second I thought it, I was like, "That's the one." I don't know how you came up with like that was clever. I came up with it within 30 seconds of you saying, "Do I need a hashtag?" And I was like, "Let me spitball." And the thing and is, that was probably one of the first ones I threw at you. That is a line that has like bit. I love that movie and I love that line. And, and you love lamp. And I love lamp. And Steve Carell is my favorite actor of all time. So it's like perfect, perfect, perfect. Anyway. Anyway. So when you guys are talking to Christine about her wedding in October, 2018, (laughs) you can all hashtag. I love lamp. We'll know what it means. (laughs) I love lamp. (laughs) I'm going to make that a secondary hashtag because my parents will be like, I don't want you. What do you mean? You love lamps? At your wedding, whatever I'm wearing, I will be bringing a cape that says I love lamp on it. And I'll just fly around the church. Oh, no. You'll fly around the church. Oh, can I get Gio a little a little cape that says I love lamp? I can't even handle it. I'm going to do it. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy that you're so patient and kind with me. <laughs> Someone has to. Someone has to be. Someone has to when Blaze is out. When Blaze is at work. All right. Um, okay, before we start, I just want to say, um, give like, this is, I'm going to bring us down for a minute, but. Oh, that's fun. I know. Um, I just want to mention the uh, event that happened this morning in Fairfax, Virginia, with uh, that the 17-year-old Muslim girl, yeah. uh, Nabra Hassanen, who was murdered outside a mosque after saying her Ramadan prayers, and it kind of threw me off today because I was prepping for our episode and I just wanted to make like a statement saying that you know we have to remember there are real people involved in these stories and although we're a podcast about murder and ghosts Mm -hmm. like we understand that people are real there are people real people and real families behind our stories and so my heart goes out to anyone who you know has been affected or feels like they're being targeted um and her family and 
we're kind of exploring a dark side of humanity with this podcast, so it's bound to be, you know, less than stellar at times, but just wanted to send my send my thoughts that their way. And that's all. That's my little tribute. I agree. Good. I don't have I don't there's no way I can make that. I'm glad you agree. Lighthearted. What if you were like, mm, no, I disagree. <laughs> no, let's argue. People about who it. hate people for no reason are shitty people. People who hurt other people. <sighs> anyway, so that's kind of I just wanted to say I'm sorry to every single minority all the way up to simply being a female. A hundred percent. And I just want to say we understand that, you know, we have to remember there are real people, real victims, and we're just exploring a, a darker side of humanity and that's that that's that all right um do you want to tell me is there anything else we got to cover or are we good i just have to do my regular apology for not being organized in my story okay so your elementary school m again mm-hmm. okay good lm entry lm entry <laughs> uh because elementary my dear m I thought I was going to... You didn't appreciate my... Sh- my... I heard it. Okay. I was just going to carry on with my life. <laughs> that was a good call. I, I should have recognized Smart it. Smart career move. Should have accepted it and let it go. <laughs> you, you didn't read the room. You just kept pulling me back in. Sometimes I force my way. <laughs> force my humor into the conversation. You're like, excuse me, did you hear me? And I'm like, yeah, we did. Don't you want to talk about how funny I am? Okay. <laughs> Poor Blaze. Well, he chose that. That's true. I could still walk out. Oh, my God. For the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't even... That's not even a thing that ends. That just keeps happening now. Then then there'll be another ring, and I can do a double, you know? One day, I'll be able to scat, like, boom. Oh, man, it's going to be great. That'd be a good time. At your wedding, I'll just do a little performance. No, no, you're not there. That's not what I'm (laughs) talking about. You're, like, you're on... You're over somewhere else. What? Wait a second. You're holding the sign. You're you're the person on the street doing the sign that's saying like go this way with like the what, neon like poster. A car wash sign? Yeah. Like you're gonna have like a like I'm gonna a, have you do it. A liquidation sale sign at your wedding. <laughs> It'll draw the crowd in. Are you also gonna have one of those giant like gumby men that like float around and Oh the wacky waving inflatable tube men? Yeah, those guys. I mean I, I kinda am one in human form, you know what I mean? <laughs> so so, at the, so technically yeah, he'll be there. At the altar you'll just be like <laughs> Do you? <laughs> you walk down the aisle just like flowing. <laughs> just like <laughs> my gelatinous limbs. <laughs> there's just there's no rhyme or reason. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I'm so excited. <laughs> See you there. Uh, don't you dare do that in my way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I get to walk down your aisle, too. I know. Oh, it actually, you're in for a treat. That would be highly entertaining to me. And <laughs> only I just me. pretended I didn't have, like, knee joints. So I just kind of Literally nobody would think it's funny except me. <laughs> Everyone would think I have a condition, and you'd be laughing. They wouldn't be entirely or wrong, screaming, but it's fine. Are you, you think you're going to be a bridezilla? No, I don't, because I've grown up with so many parents at this point in my life, like, four parents who have... Yeah, we've seen a lot of weddings between the two of us. A lot, yeah. <laughs> and extreme, they have extreme opinions, so I've learned so well to just, like, make everyone happy. So I feel like I'll, I'm just going to be trying to, like, balance everybody's, like, desires at once, which kind of sucks. I can't wait to meet your mom. October 2018, Renata! <laughs> I'm coming! <laughs> Emma's coming with her gelatinous arms. I'll probably be 
crashing at your place because <laughs> yeah, i don't have a home in ohio fortunately my house was built in 1890 and has 17 rooms <gasps> we can ghost hunt in your house on the same weekend you get married it'll be the event of a lifetime listen i am losing my mind so we gotta talk about this afterward okay we'll get there i need to get my wedding journal out asap that's a vomitous <sighs> good luck editing by the way thanks um <laughs> i'll need it so i'm what the fuck am i doing Okay, yeah, here's the story that I'm doing. <laughs> I totally forgot. Are you having... I, thought, I, really, I really have not prepared whatsoever. This is a good 10 minutes of information. I thought I have the strokes around here. No, I'm going to have at least four today. Oh. Because I thought I would be able to do some of this after work. I thought I was going to be able to edit it. I ended up becoming obligated to another task, and then I didn't get to it, so here we are. So, per usual, one of my... Uh, during my presentations in college, I'd go up and be like, what am I doing again? Oh, yeah. So we've done step one. I really enjoyed it. Per- <laughs> personally, A+. <plus. clears throat> okay, so I'm doing the... I, I definitely won't be able to pronounce it even when it's right in front of me. Um, it's the Velisca Axe Murder. <gasps> what? I was going to do that next week. Were you really? Yeah. Shut up. Did you already research it? I mean, I know a lot about it. Okay, well, then you can help me. But it's all good because... It's a cr- it's my I mean, favorite story. I didn't know it was paranormal. Well, honestly, <clears throat> this is a crazy story. It is, and because I just learned of it 12 hours ago, if you have anything to say, which you will, just jump in. Uh, okay, so the Velisca Axe Murder Roar House. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth sailing so far. One Solid in. start. Um, okay, so Velisca is in Ohio, correct? Oh, well, Iowa. Iowa. I was like, it's not in Ohio. I'm thinking about your wedding in October. <laughs> Please stop equating my wedding to the Velisca axe murders. Thank you and goodbye. Okay. Um, okay, so one thing I learned, different websites were telling me different things, but Velisca actually means either pleasant view mm. or it's named after the Indian tribe that used to um, bury their mentally insane on <gasps> the land, and it's called, uh, it means place of evil spirits. Ooh. So... Take your pick. Good. Good. Those. So the family involved is the Moore family. Um, it was a husband, wife, and their four kids. And then uh, two girls who were friends of the oldest sister. And the oldest sister was 11, I think, and uh, or 10. Basically, they all were out to a church function that night. And I guess it was a children's program or something like that. And then they ended up coming home around 10. So the reports say, and then they went to bed and by morning they were all dead via axe (laughs) in case we didn't pick up on it via axe. So, um, and that is not the body spray. That is the, the large metal weapon. Right. But they're both spelled the same. Uh, and they're both pretty heinous. (laughs) Okay. Won't be wearing axe around you. Note taken. Um, okay. So the way that most of the stories went was that the neighbor recognized that the next morning none of the kids were up and the wife wasn't up and nobody was doing their daily chores and so she kind of freaked out and was like what's going on so she tried knocking on the door nobody answered uh nice of her she let their chickens out of the coop um so that she could feed them oh kind and then she was getting more nervous as the day went on because the husband josiah usually leaves um for work really early and now it was like noon so the neighbor then got nervous and she started calling um i think the first person she called was josiah's brother and so 
the brother ended up coming over. He had his own set of keys, so he went in, and the first thing he saw down the hall were the two guest girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess their last name was Stallinger? Stillinger. Lena and Ina Stillinger. And they were 12 and 8. Oh. And they, I guess, came home with the family to have a sleepover after the church program. So they were sleeping in one room downstairs, and he saw them first. And um, so the bodies of Lena and Ina were discovered um, first by him. And the 12-year-old, the, it's kind of graphic, but at the foot of her bed was a kerosene lamp, and it was possibly used to project light on her body. And she was lying in a really sexual pose with her underwear <gasps> down, and there was blood smeared across her legs. So... Um, there were also defensive wounds on her arms, and investigators believe that it was sexual abuse before she died. <laughs> so, and that's rough. Um, so he ran back to the neighbor, said, call the sheriff. And as pretty soon, like within the next hour, everyone in town knew about it. And there's rumors that literally hundreds of people in the town were going into the house and looking at the crime scene and like touching the bodies and thank God DNA didn't exist back then. Like, or it did, but no one could find it. But yeah, <laughs> DNA was not. It just actually wasn't there yet. God was like, <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> but people were just going, like, I can't imagine there being a murder Mm-mm. and just wanting to go check it out and touch the bodies like of people a, I hung out with last night. Like, it's a museum. Like, yeah. just wandering through. Anyway, that's what The some people, people I did. hung out with last night. Um, so, the face of each victim had been covered in garments after being killed. And the mirrors also had cloths covering them. So I guess the investigators were thinking he didn't want to look at himself do it mm-hmm. or he couldn't face it afterwards. Um, the murder weapon, which was an axe in case we didn't pick up on that yet. <laughs> um, it belonged to Josiah. It was discovered in the bedroom where the Stillinger sisters were sleeping downstairs. So the thought is they were killed last. Um, <sighs> and although it was covered in blood, it was obvious that the killer had tried to wipe it off. So like Ugh. there was like smears on it. And the ceilings in the bedrooms had gouge marks on, uh, to, like, Ugh. represent that it was from, like, the swing up. Yeah, he hit so, like, it he, so hard that he... That he left gouges in the ceiling. Ugh. Also... This, uh, listen, I feel like you're stealing my thunder here with this story. I know. I, I've really been doing a good job of finding good murders that lead to paranormal, yeah. and I'm sorry. It's all good. Until you want to do a crossover with me, I'm just going to have to take a couple of your stories. So, uh, other details include a pan of bloody water found along, um, the table. So I guess he was like trying to dip the ax in it or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Also very me. If I were a killer, he, um, four pounds of bacon were found all over the kitchen. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm into it. I mean, I'm not into the fact that he didn't eat it, but well, it's because he left it there. So no one was ever convicted of the murders. Um, but the main theories are that it was one of three people so um one was a serial killer that happened to also kill other people a couple months later one including the serial killer killed his mom like it was like he killed a bunch of people so they think maybe this family was one of the first ones they also think it might have been a uh a traveling preacher who i guess was um no one really knew of him but he was caught on the train the next day confessing to it, saying that he um, was slaying and slaying utterly, which I guess is a, a passage from the Bible. Oh, good. And before his confession, he also had written a bunch of letters to authorities about the deaths, like, while on the train before he confessed. 
And he sounded really obsessed about the murders and was writing things that only the killer would know. Wasn't he, like, mentally ill, too, though? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder if his letters had anything to do with the bacon. <laughs> I wish I had eaten that bacon. <laughs> My only regret is the uneaten bacon. <laughs> so uh, the main focus and the main assumption is that the person who killed him was Josiah's former boss because he was mad that Josiah left the company and became successful on his own. Mm-hmm. And there's also rumors that throughout the town, Josiah was sleeping with the boss's daughter. Not good. While cheating, like cheating on his wife with the boss's daughter, and then also left the boss to go be more successful. So they think his boss hired a guy to kill him. Interesting. So those are the main ones. So the Moore home is now a national, like a historic national landmark. And, uh, is now restored back to how it looked in 1912. So you can still go in there and it's open for people to spend the night, but it's mainly there for paranormal investigators. And I was looking at some of the shit (sighs) online last night and it's crazy. Like there's a lot of YouTube videos of like evidence of this place and it's all cool. Holy shit. Which I will get to in a second. I wish we had done this as a dual thing because there's so much like crazy shit about the actual murders. But I'm, I'm trying to keep it sweet and certain. Never heard about that. I'm just maybe trying I'll to help do you. like a maybe. This is my, the abridged version. You can do a full maybe. A full maybe we can flip, and I'll find, and you can do one of my stories. Yeah, let's flip as a f- paranormal. You know what I mean? We'll have to. We'll make that like an anniversary thing, like on our like like a special episode where we yeah. We should make that like every twenty fifth episode. Oh, that's fun. Four times a year, we do like a, a swap. four times a year, girl. That's four times every two years. Oh, God, I'm not good at math. Oh, my word. I was thinking... So twice a year, our biannual... I was thinking... Flip-flop! 25, hey. like, times 100. I'm stupid. Okay, I got you. go I, on. 25 times 100 is 2,500, by you the way. You know, I know. So, um... Where was I? Okay. Uh, so it's always open to visitors um, throughout the year, but it's mainly ghost enthusiasts and, like, really diehard investigators. And... Some people stay here alone, but not a lot of them because they're very quick to find shit on their own and they get scared. So one guy was a DJ in town and he thought he was like bad and tough and tried to stay and didn't even make it through the night because he heard children laughing next to his bed (laughs) and then he would wake up and no one was there. Typical DJ. Typical. Tours have been cut short because of falling lamps, moving objects, banging sounds, and again, children's laughter. Oh, Um, tours have actually been cut short? mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um... Psychics have come here and claimed to communicate with spirits from the dead, which other people have also done, and they've had some pretty gnarly experiences. <laughs> uh, so, like, the earliest examples of stuff happening was in the 1930s, a couple moved in, and the wife was saying that she was waking up in the middle of the night to see the shadow of a man with an axe standing over them. Oh, God. Um, oh, also, uh, fun fact slash not actually a fun fact at all, the axe murderer only... Um, used the axe to like split someone's head open uh one time it was josiah's and he went like he swung right into the middle of his head but every other person in the house he just used the blunt end of the axe to like smash their head in um that's so fucked up dude especially when like those two girls had nothing to do with it like they were just sleeping over so they also um because (sighs) i'm i'm jumping so drastically uh the assumed theory is while everyone was out at the church event, someone snuck in and was hiding in the attic. Right, right. Until they fell asleep and then around midnight um, started hurting people 
And by 1245, everyone was dead. <gasps> Jesus Christ. And so by 5 a.m. was when the neighbor woke up and didn't see the mom waking up to cook dinner or anything like that. And um, so when the sheriff came, they said, like, the blood's already coagulated and, like, it's it's definitely been several hours. So they think around 1245 a.m. Jeez. So um, the first couple that moved in, she saw a shadow of an ex a guy carrying an axe standing over their bed. She would wake up to hearing strange noises in the night. She would hear children whispering in the house. So she started freaking out, and uh, she told her husband, and he didn't believe her, and he was like, I'll prove it to you. I'll stay up all night and, like, watch over you. And he started hearing weird things, too, to a point where he didn't see anything, but he woke her up and was like, I don't want to be here. Oh, no. He ended up going into town the next day and, like, asked someone at the bar about it, and... Uh, through a friend of a friend of a friend, he found someone who used to know the original family. Mm -hmm. And they pulled out a box that had some, like, trinkets and mementos in it. And part of it, one of it was part of Josiah's skull. Oh, no. And in my, I'm like, what friend found that? But I guess if you're, if there's hundreds of people in the town like, just tromping through the Just grabbing whatever scene. they want. Yeah. So, anyway, he found a part of the skull from the guy who lived there before. And he, like, left that night with his wife. Ugh. I mean, um, you think, like, someone's right. smacking your skull open. I'm sure there's pieces lying around for mm -hmm. people to pick up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so an, another family moved in, and the grandfather in that family wouldn't even sleep in the house. He built a, a shed in the barn. <gasps> and uh, regularly, the front door would always just swing open, even if it was locked or barricaded shut. Great. And every... It got to a point where every few minutes a night, someone would have to get up and close the door because it kept opening. The front door to the house? Yeah. Ugh. Um, the, so the, another family moved in, and it was two young girls and their parents, but their parents always lived away, so it was basically the two girls in the house by themselves. And this was in the 60s. And they would wake up every night to hearing children crying, <gasps> and they also heard screams a couple times as if they could hear like what had happened in Ugh. real time. Um. On occasion, they would return to their rooms and find drawers open and closed thrown everywhere, a.k.a. A poltergeist. Oh, yeah, actually. Um, during the evening, this is where it gets violent. Because one evening, the dad of those two girls was at home, and he was sharpening a knife, and it stabbed him through the hand. <gasps> and, um, like, he, without any explanation, like, it just, like, went into his hand. And then there's other accounts where he stabbed himself in the hand and doesn't remember it. Oh, God. Um... That happened multiple times? No, this was just one time. That was when they left because he didn't believe his daughters when they were like, there's something wrong with the house. Oh. And then one night he was sharpening a knife and he stabbed himself in the hand and then didn't have an explanation for it. Oh, oh, oh. And he was oh, like, oh. fuck this and got out. Um, there was also another former resident who over the years has been very outspoken about like the house isn't haunted. People are making this shit up. And so in 2003, she got invited by a by a documentary crew to go spend a night in the house and all she wrote was no thank you and then they tried to find her or like Wait, they, had she, did she stay there or did no she literally just said no thank you and oh. so she ended up agreeing to meet with them to talk about like um just to talk about the house and she was really short about it and they were like are you sure you don't want to come and she literally just stood up and drove away like she like wouldn't like for someone who's claiming that it was never haunted she's pretty terrified of it weird um, so this is just a quick list of all the things that happened there. Uh, every owner that leaves, it's because, uh, one of the reasons is because they've seen a man with an ax. Good. Good. There's giggles, doors, uh, slam and shut and open by themselves. Footsteps, especially in the attic where our, the man was supposed to have said that 
Mm. It's supposed to be said that he, he was staying there. Um, another man ended up stabbing himself in the hand a couple oh years God. later. Crazy cold air gusts. Like, if you're talking to the ghosts, because a lot of investigators will go in now. Right. They'll have conversations with these things. And immediately will feel, like, snow cold chills on themselves, even when it's really hot out and there's no AC in the house. Ugh. Um, white light will just surround your body, like, or particular limbs. You can look at your leg and you'll just see a bright white light on your leg and no one else what? can see it. Um, so there's, uh, an evil presence that sits around the windows. Oh, God. And if you try to look out the window, you'll feel someone push you away from the window so you can't look outside of the house. Um, people have been held down, scratched, locked in rooms. Some kids have, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. Some kids have actually broken into the house and used Ouija boards and practiced the occult in there. Good. So if it wasn't bad before, it's worse now. Really good job, guys. Oh, yeah. They'll, like, literally, like, spray paint the pentagram on walls and are shit. You, like, totally hitting me? Like, um, vandalize the house. What is wrong with people? I don't know, but it pisses things off in there. Obviously. Um, but whatever is in there is very good at communicating with the flashlight game. Yeah. Like it, oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. very responsive, like, immediately responsive. Um, it'll also be incredibly responsive to, like, can you open the door? Like, you'll say it. Like, you can watch this on YouTube. Someone will say, can you open the door? And the door will just swing wide shut open. Shut up. And then they'll say, never mind, I don't want to go in. Can you close the door? And it'll slam shut. Shut up. I, like, watched a 10-minute video of someone doing this nonstop. Like, just sitting there being like, um, can I, like, talking to one of the little girls, essentially. Being like, can I come play with you? Can you let me into the in the closet? And the door cracks open. Oh, it's not just a front door? It's no, like all it's, the it's a closet door in the house. Uh. And she's just standing there next to a door, kind of like if we were standing next to that door. Just like, oh, can you let me in? And then the door cracked open. And then the, the woman asking the questions turned to the camera person to say something. And I guess the little girl was like, oh, you're not coming? Okay, oh, you're just it. messing and with me? And just slammed the door. <gasps> and so then the person speaking again was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you think I was bored. I do want to come in. Can you give me another chance? And the door cracked a little bit. Shut like, the fuck It was crazy. Up. Like, and I just watched a whole 10-minute video of it. Um, okay. Look on our social media for a link <laughs> to the above. There's also... References. There's also... Um, uh, so, one of the boys there, and I think the girls also do it, too, but there's... You can literally roll... Like, play. You can interact with these ghosts, where, like, you can roll balls to them, and they will roll it back. Uh, and they've shown videos of people leaving the ball there and jumping next to it to show that the floor isn't uneven, that, like, it's not... It's not, like, wind like, or waving. Yeah, it's not, yeah. like, a draft. It's not, like, the like anything is causing it, but all of a sudden, you can push the ball, and it'll... You can watch it do a full turnaround and come back to you. Or, like, you can tell they're done rolling the ball with you if they push into another room when it's oh, just sitting still in the room so with creepy. you. And you, I've watched the actual videos. Like, I've seen this. It's very cool. They even use the balls as a game uh, with the little girls being like, oh, do you like me? If you like me, can you kick the ball to, towards me? And the, the still ball would all of a sudden start rolling to you. And, like, not roll a little. Like, roll to your feet. Like, roll feet away These from you. These poor little babes who are stuck there. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's crazy. Apparently, if you try to confront the killer, he'll growl at you. He's still there, too? Yeah. God. Um, there's, like, a lot of heaviness in certain rooms, especially the ones that people got killed in. Not surprised. Um, the EVP and spirit boxes with, um, like, conversation mm -hmm. when you're trying to talk with them. Both of those meters have caught a lot of cool stuff. And one of them that I saw was a, um, an EMF detector, which is not, not EMF, a... Um, 
a voice recorder right. and a spirit box, the one that does the radio frequencies. Sure. At the same time, they both caught a voice saying, like, I guess they just turned on all the meters, and they're like, if you're here, um, we want to communicate with you. And right at the very beginning, both of them caught something saying, I'm so ready. Ew! Yeah. Who do you think that was? I don't know, but it, I, it, I felt like it wasn't nice or safe. <laughs> but, it doesn't uh, sound friendly. Uh, one time, investigators were using a Ouija board... Oh. And the... Uh, My favorite. The voice recorder picked up, I will possess you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then when they tried to close out and say, okay, we're going away now, um, wherever you came from, you have to go back. The voice recorders, you can hear them, you can hear multiple ones say, fuck you. What? In are- different voices. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Who are these multiple voices all of a sudden? It's not just the killer? It's like... No, it's like a, like a killer, maybe... It could just be like, fuck you, like, don't make us go back. Like, maybe we want to keep talking. I don't know. Um, when they tried to, um, oh, there was one investigator who kept getting really dizzy. Um, he he kept getting really really dizzy, and then before he closed the conversation, he said, "What are you?" And the voice recorder and the spirit box both picked up the word Dibbic. <gasps> no, Dibbic box, which means evil demon. Oh no. Throwback to our Dibbic Box episode. <laughs> you can find it at, and that's why we drink dot com. Um, <laughs> that so is creepy. One investigator used a Ouija board and was uh, like totally overcome by like the killer's spirit. Like <gasps> totally felt it like go into him. Oh god! And um, he became super nauseous, and he began smiling and laughing no. even when people weren't talking to him. And he started like talking to himself and laughing when no one, like he, no one was interacting mm-mm, with him. Mm-mm. And when asked. When people were asking the room, why won't the demon here leave? The investigator replied on his own and said, I can't. <gasps> and then, and they were recording him as he said it. And in the night vision, you can see an orb come out of his mouth when Shut he says it. Shut the fuck up. Um, and he got so sick eventually and so irritated during that um, session that he tried to leave the room. And all of a sudden he like kind of falls over and we, they took his shirt off. There's claw marks on the back of him. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So it, during another investigation in the first six minutes of being there, they got 20 EVPs that they... In six minutes? In six minutes. They went back and listened to the voice recordings and they had 20 different EVPs. Some were a child's voice. One was a female voice laughing. Another was a faint voice saying, come here. Uh, someone else was saying, somebody needs their mom, which oh, is super sad. God. Uh, an older male voice says, who are they? Uh, a child says mommy. Uh, you can hear a growl, another child's voice, a voice appearing to say, that's funny. <laughs> you can hear whistling. You can hear two men um, speaking to each other. You can hear another growl. Um, after the phone, after someone's phone beeped, um, you can hear something say, what's that? Oh, creepy. Um, you can hear someone breathing right into the recording. Oh, <laughs> ew even though no one heard it in real time. Uh, you can hear, uh, oh, when they were saying, is there anyone here? Is there anything you'd like to say? You can hear an evil male voice say, tell them. Ew. And then you can hear, uh, this is really sad, but later that night, that same group got an EVP that was that lasted about a minute long, and you can hear everyone that got killed that night screaming. 
<laughs> what? Like you can hear the whole murder essentially through an EVP. You can hear screaming. Like you can hear, like you can hear a girl say, "Please don't." What are you doing to me? And then all of a sudden you hear multiple voices screaming. Oh no. Um, and then that's about it. Can you do you have links to those? Because people keep asking if we can put the EVPs in. I'll just I'll just um start doing like I'll just start sending um uploading like the links that I use. Okay. Because they're usually connected to like a YouTube or something like that. Yeah, so we'll link to those um to those EVPs, right? You have links to those? I have links to some of them. Some of this is research that I just read, but, oh, there, okay. but there are definitely links to, to the EVPs I talked Cool. About. We'll put the links to the EVPs on our website, and that's com. We have show notes on there with photos and links to everything. I, it's, I only started doing that a couple episodes ago, um, so maybe someday if I have time, I'll go back and like add information to all the past episodes, but probably sure. not. <laughs> okay. Um, so the show notes for the last couple episodes are up there, so... If you want to hear the EVPs or see what we have, um, you can do that on your own free volition. All right. Sorry I took your murder from you. No, no, it's good. I mean, the the story... Um, I'm sure the story itself is even more fucked up. I was just... Yeah, it's crazy because I was like, how is this going to be... A I had no idea there was paranormal stuff involved. Oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the most haunted... I think it's the most haunted house in Iowa. I had no idea. No yeah. idea. It's the most haunted house in Iowa. I guess it's just such a famous murder that, like, it's that's the focus, maybe. Right, right. But, um, yeah, so maybe someday I'll do an episode on, like, the murders. Because there's yeah. some crazy things. You can always come back to it. Do yeah. a part two. And there's, I mean, the stuff you said was, like... Accurate. Right. Like, Bacon. the story. But there's, like, some crazy theories and details. All right. So I'm going to tell you about um, Robert William Fisher. Okay. This murder takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona in 2001. Okay. Um, our friend Robert Fisher was born in Brooklyn, our New friend. York. Our friend? No. Okay. Our enemy. Our frenemy. Our frenemy. Robert Fisher was born in Brooklyn, New York in April, uh, on April 13th, 1961. Um, his parents divorced when he was 15. Uh, and according to friends and family, he took their divorce really hard and suffered long-lasting emotional scars and damage from their separation. Mm. As an adult, he still sometimes brought up his parents' divorce with coworkers um, at the Mayo Clinic Hospital where he worked as a respiratory therapist. He once told a coworker that his life could have been very different as if his mother hadn't left the family. So he Ooh. was clearly holding on to some resentment yeah, and bitterment yeah. as an adult. Um, in 1979, after graduating high school, he joined the Navy and he served as a petty officer until... Um, he suffered a back injury that prevented him from oh, 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 oh. in my bare hey. feet just touched <laughs> that was intimate Ooh. that was some skin on skin contact that's what happens when i have an ikea table that <laughs> costs 99 dollars. i thought you were gonna say that's what that's what happens when i have some wine but i guess an ikea table also you know works in that it's a combination of the wine the diamond ring and the, the table. i actually think growing up this was the exact table my friend my friend Cloudy used to have. Really? Yeah. My mom bought me this as a, um, when I moved to Boston as like a um, like a gift. It I'm pretty was... sure this is the exact table I grew up eating at their house. I love it. Anyway. Anyway. Casper mattresses are great. Yes. Hello. IKEA tables are wonderful. We love IKEA. Blue Apron. <laughs> snacks. <laughs> snacks. Snacks. Wine. We like snacks. <clears throat> 
Um, he once told a coworker that his life could have been very different if his mother hadn't left the family. So he was still clearly holding on to a lot of bitterness and resentment. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I already said that. Um, he served as a petty officer until a back injury prevented him from serving in 1982. So he suffered a pretty bad back injury, had to have surgery. Um, he was discharged and he became a firefighter in rural San Diego County. Uh, pretty soon after that, he joined a Baptist church and met a woman named Mary Jean Cooper, who was described as a wholesome blonde. Wholesome. And a deeply religious woman from Chicago. Oh, so deeply holysome. Deeply holysome blonde. Wow, we're terrible. You what? know, that E doesn't get enough attention in the word wholesome anyway, so we're just helping it out. Holy, holy. Holysome. You're welcome. English. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and the slap happiness has begun. <laughs> and that's why we drink. Making. We're just making phonetics easier for everyone. Uh-huh. Alterations to the English language. Ever hooked on phonics? Hooked on phonics. Did you learn that? German I mean, girl? No, I didn't need hooked on phonics. <laughs> oh, I did. Nice speak. I oh, spoke English right away. Sorry. <laughs> no, I remember. It was a good time. Hooked on phonics was a fun. My stepdad and I made a weird bumper sticker that said hooked on phonics learn to read good and we thought it was so funny it wasn't funny it was just rude but we thought it was really funny in second grade we had hooked on phonics and we got to practice by using exacto 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 knives no what's the the expo expo markers oh very different yeah so it was like wow as (laughs) seven-year-olds we got to use expo markers and do hooked on phonics practice on the windows oh that's fun that was a good time yeah i didn't anyway i didn't use that but you're probably sure it was fun probably we're just better at the english language than me huh well the issue is that i learned it as a second language half as hardly half as hardly so i learned (laughs) it with all the grammar included (laughs) before i learned the idioms and shit gotcha anyway um yeah so she was deeply religious she was extremely close to her family and considered becoming a mom one of her highest goals oh which is sweet that is sweet. Very wholesome. Not one of my... Very holysome. Mm-hmm. Not one of my highest goals, but, you know. It's up there. It's well, up you there already somewhere. did it, technically. Oh, with G. With baby G. My baby G. Baby G was so sweet. Look at him sleep. Um, so the two of them married in 1987, and they had two children together named Brittany and Robert Jr. Okay. The younger one, Robert Jr., was named Bobby. They called him Bobby. Okay. Um, at 8.42 on the morning of April 10th, 2001, fire... Shut up, Christine. What? LaLaurie. Okay. The LaLaurie Mansion. Uh-huh. What story did you tell on during the LaLaurie Mansion? I don't remember. Okay, that story. The story you told last week and this one are all April 10th. Uh-oh. I want to say that's a cool, creepy coincidence, but I think you just keep fucking up your notes. I think we're, we're using the same word document that's every time. That's true. And it's, you just keep the same first sentence of, in April 10th. No, this is the fourth or fifth story where it's been April 10th. No, 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 because last time I said, I just listened to it, it was like, I said June 9th, and you were like, oh, and then you were like, oh, wait, no, that was June 6th. To our most dedicated fans, go through and find every time Christina said April 10th, because this is not the first or the second or the third. Let them figure it out. All right, we'll see. It was just a Lori Mansion episode. No, no. Okay, we'll see. Um, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Okay. At 8.42 on the morning of April 10, 2001, firefighters responded to a natural gas explosion and fire at the Fisher's house. Oh, no. 
The blast was centered in the living room, and the fire that came after burned the entire house into rubble. Oh, no. The explosion actually managed to collapse two brick walls of the house and even rattle the frames of all the neighboring houses within a half mile. Um, due to minor explosions during the fire, which they came, think came from either like paint cans um, or rifle ammunition that had been left in the right. house, uh, firefighters had a really hard time getting in until the fire pretty much completely died down. And once they were finally able to enter, they found the bodies of Mary Fisher, his wife, age 38, Brittany Fisher, age 12, and Robert Jr. or Bobby, age 10. They were dead and had been burned badly in the fire. But when they investigated more closely, they discovered that Mary, the wife, had been shot in the back of the head and the children's throats had been slashed. No! That's aggressive. And Mary's throat had been slashed. No! Um, So clearly it looked like somebody had tried to cover up the homicide with a fire. Um, And the way they did it was by pulling out the gas line from the back of the home's furnace and either lighting the pilot light on the water heater or a candle and then leaving it there. For it to eventually catch on fire. Exactly. So then several hours later it exploded. Um, They couldn't find Robert William Fisher anywhere. Uh, He was named an official and as of today the only suspect of the case as of literally today as of right now oh okay he's the only suspect that has i thought you meant like as of this morning oh no yeah no no, no, no. Like, sorry wow. since then and as of today oh, okay. he is the only person who's ever been listed as a suspect on april 20th a week after the murders police found fisher's toyota forerunner and his dog blue in the tonto national forest which is a remote mountain area about 100 miles north of scottsdale um, police thought he might be hiding in one of the hundreds of caves that were in the area, so they issued this giant manhunt, but they still couldn't find him. Um, two months later, the Arizona Supreme Court issued a state arrest warrant charging Fisher with three counts of first-degree murder and one count of arson, and he was soon declared a fugitive by the state. Um, as for his surface life, according to friends and family, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. He seemed like a, quote, normal family man. As they do. As they always do, right? Um, he was an experienced outdoorsman, an avid hunter and fisherman. He worked in a career that served others as a respiratory therapist at the Mayo Clinic. Coworkers claimed he was well-respected at his job and loved his kids and talked about them often. One coworker who had worked with him for several years called him just a normal guy. He spent a lot of time with his kids, teaching them how to fish, taking them camping. Um, their family life pretty much revolved around those outdoor activities as well as church activities. They were extremely religious. And people described the kids as the daughter as like really studious and she played basketball. So she was also like, they're just good people. Yeah. And she was a little jock. They said like, she seemed her grandparents later said she seemed nerdy, but if you really looked like she was also a jock, like she was really good at sports, but she was also like on top of her schedule and was really successful in school. Sounds like blaze. (laughs) Yes. A little bit. Um, and the, the boy was like loved going out fishing with his dad and they were all Aww. very close. So it, it, it was just a, a big shock to a lot of people. Um, even people who really knew them, um, family, friends and relatives just, uh, who spent holidays with them and things like that described them as a very normal family. Even Mary's friends described them as happy. And some people said, um, that, you know, he wore the pants in the house or like she was just a very um, submissive, submissive wife. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and they were like, but that was their thing. Like it wasn't 
like we never saw it out of control or anything. It was just, you know, he was the man of the house and right. that's how it went. They were just a traditional family. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Especially with the whole religion aspect. Right, right, right. So then after some digging, the investigators looked a little closer at the divorce that had, you know, messed him up so badly at age 15. Um, it turns out his mother had left his father, leaving him and his two sisters in their father's custody. And it had severely impacted him emotionally. And the, it turns out the Fishers had gone to their church's pastor for marital counseling a couple years prior to the murders. Uh, he told his co-workers about a one-night stand he had had with a prostitute he met in a massage parlor that left him with a UTI. <gasps> From which Uh-oh. he suffered for several days. Yeah, well, those suck. I'll tell you that. Uh, they do. They really they do. Suck. If you haven't had one, be so thankful. They're the worst. But don't tell your coworkers about how you got it from a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the one person you don't go tell. to urgent care. Get some tell antibiotics. Your be like, guess what the fuck happened to me this weekend? Or just go to the. I've gotten a UTI not from a prostitute. Go to the urgent care. And be like, I have a UTI, and then they'll give you antibiotics. Yeah, or do that. You don't do Christine's thing. That's actually smarter. I'm smart. Yeah. Do what I say. Also, don't sleep with a prostitute. You met a a sex worker. Sorry. Sex worker. You met at a massage parlor. Okay. Okay. Now that we all know what we should and shouldn't do in every aspect of our lives. This is Sesame Street with Em and Christine. Wow. (laughs) Sponsored by the letter (laughs) F. U T I. By the letters U T and I. Oh. I thought it was F U. Oh. Well, F U. F. I mean, that too. As in, fuck. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. That's also accurate. I was like, what's F U T I? Footie. If footie. <laughs> you- Male, female, X T S. Oh, we should say we figured out what the symbol means. Oh, yeah. Remember we that? We were all so close. We were all so close with the Zodiac Killer. It was Son of Sam. Oh, man. We Blaze thought- almost had it. Blaze almost had it. My brother almost had it. Em and I almost didn't even come close. Oh, no, we did not. And it's, I should have known because Son of Sam is, like, my mom used to grow up and, well, I grew up and my mom used to tell me about Son of Sam when she was a kid. And, like, because she grew up during that time where everyone was terrified and, like, you didn't stay in your cars. And if you were a girl and you, you, like, you had to go get gas, like, you hid in the car while you got gas. Like, you just never knew if you would get hurt. That same thing happened, um... It was a sad full circle, but during the DC sniper, right, right, I grew up an hour out of DC, and actually the second shooting, I like God forbid, but it was supposed to be my mom. What? Yeah. What do you mean? My mom was supposed to be the second victim. What do you mean? From the DC supposed snipers. to be? She, true to form, was wearing a hot pink blazer, and uh, Linda at it. She was at the gas station. And she was filling up her tank, and the guy behind her was being a real dick and like honking at her, telling her to hurry up. Like, because he wanted his turn in line. So she, like, hurried up fast and got in the car and drove away. And he pulled up and got out. And he's the one that got shot. Are you kidding me? So, like, my mom's hot pink blazer was probably the target. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? No. My like, my mom my mom was at... And it's, it was the gas station right next to where I went to school as I triangulate my hometown. Because my mom was getting gas before she picked me up from school. Duh. And she was still on the... She was still in the parking lot, and she looked over, and she could see the body there. What? Of where of where she was. Like, she was literally so wait, seconds from getting fucking shot. Wait, so she was still in the area when, like, yeah, emergency responders came and stuff? No, like, she, like, she 
got in her car, drove away, and before she, like, turned out of the gas station, she heard bang and saw the guy where she was only seconds ago. And then she And then she called my school to be, like, a shooter. Like, we had all been really scared about the shooter. Like, we were all really all on edge in our town. Holy fuck. And um, when she called the school, they somehow already knew. They were like, yeah, we've already been getting phone calls. We already know. But that whole year of my life, we had recess indoors. Like, we just did jumping jacks by our desks every day for a year because we weren't allowed outside. And a lot of my teachers were ex-military, and so all those teachers volunteered to, like, help us carpool out to the car every day after school. Like, That's so like sad. Every, we all thought we were going to get shot. I remember I, this was, like, a regular thing that if you, let's say my mom picked me up and we were going to the mall after school or we were going to the grocery store after school, my, I, rem, I remember I was with my friend. <laughs> it's like I'm laughing because I'm nervous, but, like, my friend Cole and his sisters, I remember... Um, being with them one day going to the mall and his mom having to turn to us and be like, get out of the car and run. And what? if you, and if you hear, a, if you hear a gunshot, don't look back, like just keep going. Like, I remember what the, I fuck? mean, that's like super, it's like in hindsight, super dramatic, but some people were really scared. Cause like it was happening right next to us. It was happening all over the DC area. So no one knew. Well, it's crazy because I, I remember that happening when I was, how old were we? I was 10. Right, so we were that age, and I remember it happening, but we were, like, not even close to understanding. Well, no, but we weren't even close to D.C., but we were, like, oh, still oh, terrified. I was, I was like, 45 minutes no, out of D.C. No, that's what I'm saying, but, like, we were in Cincinnati, and we were, like, holy shit, like, you could yeah. be walking around, and someone could, sh- and I was, like, 11 years old, and I was, like, someone can literally just shoot me out of nowhere. Like, yeah, the first person that got shot was at, um, was at a Michael's. Um, <sighs> it was a girl, it was a woman who was... She opened up her van and was um, putting the stuff that she just bought into the back of her van outside of Michael's. And then she got shot in the back and she, like, fell into her car. Jesus. But that Michael's is, like, not even 15, 10 minutes away from my house. Oh, fuck, dude. And so, like, it happened. But it, so that Michael's, the one that, like, people I know still go to all the time. Every, to this day, if I go to that Michael's, I get scared because I'm like, thought, someone got shot in this parking lot. That, like, five feet from you. And then the second person who got shot was almost my mom. Like, so, like, that... I don't know how we got on this topic. Ugh, that's just fucked, dude. I don't know how we got on this topic. The way that we usually do. Okay. <laughs> we just deep... Anyway, everyone say, like, a prayer for everyone that had to go through something hi, like that. Hi, hi. And if you're an atheist, fine. Just still believe in good energy. Hi, Mom, I love you. Thank you for... From getting out of that parking spot. Oh, God, Linda. But also, I'm sorry to the person who got in the parking spot. I don't know how to fix it. Linda, I don't know how to fix it. Linda, stop wearing a, a pink blazer. She's Please. good. She's good now. <sighs> On that note. I don't even know how to get back. But it's just one of those things where we're going to have to have an episode because you have crazy stories and I have crazy stories about my mom and, like, my dad. Just, like, crime and, like, paranormal yeah. stories. And I feel like we should have an episode where we... We should have an episode where somehow one day when our Patreon donators give us enough money... We can fly both of our moms out, and they can host ah. a show, and we can just interview them shit that they've gone through. Because my mom, my mom's gone through a lot of, and also she's gone through a lot of paranormal shit too. My mom too, but she, I'll come. To, if well, she's we'll on, see. My mom won't. My mom probably won't either. If but she's on air, I think my mom's vain enough that she'll say exactly. whatever she needs to. If my to mom's get the on time. air and I'm like, well, Linda has great stories, she'll be like, well, I do too. I feel like I just be like, mom. Thousands of people are listening to you right now. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, oh, well, where do I begin? She'd be like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, too. She'll be like, well, if Em's mom has stories, I have stories, too. Um, I feel like <laughs> you'll be drunk before it even begins. <laughs> and then 
My I mom and I will both be drunk. My mom will also be drunk. Good. The three of I'll us. I'll just be, be watching this and I'll my I'll have a migraine because I'll know how much editing you'll have to do later. Definitely. Awful. We, we went into this tangent because of Son of Sam. Because we found the So it ha- actually has nothing to do with the story anyway, just like usual. Anyway. Just a horrible chain reaction. We're back. Um, we should just have a, uh, a a sound effect for every time we go off a tangent and then come back and it'll just be us going we're sorry <laughs> and do you realize that that would happen <laughs> the way i edit it like nobody knows that every 10 seconds <laughs> we go on a tangent i know we're sorry it would happen all the time all it would the time. happen you're constantly. right you're right i don't know what i'm thinking um yeah, so he was really traumatized by his parents' divorce. His mother had left his father and left him and his siblings in their father's custody. Uh, the Fishers went to their church's senior pastor for marital counseling in 1998. Mm-hmm. And apparently he told his pastor about the uh, sex worker that he had had an affair with. Okay. And um, somehow his wife had found out... Um, and it's unclear whether he told her or whether she just knew something was wrong and he was having an affair. A lot of sources claim that she had found out about that and then that he had had a second affair with someone at work and she found out about that and was okay. like, that's the final straw. So it's it's unclear, but she found out that he was being unfaithful. Okay. Essentially. With Becky, with the good hair. It's always fucking Becky. Always Becky. Always Becky. My middle name is Becky. It's not becky it's rebecca it's it's if my name if my first name were rebecca it'd probably be becky maybe okay so weeks before her death mary had told several of her friends that she was planning on divorcing her husband Mm -hmm. um apparently she had found out about the affair one way or another and said she wanted to separate but robert had told friends and coworkers that he could not live without his family Aww. and that he vowed no matter what their marriage would never dissolve and he would never get a divorce no matter what it took Ugh. okay so a little aggressive so little, he's going to kill them and get instead little little alarming um his friends and coworkers truly said he told us that no matter what happened, he would he refused to get a divorce. Like, whatever went down, that was the last possible option because of what had happened to him as mm-hmm. a teenager. Um, he even refused to take his children to Disneyland because that was the last... That was the site of the last um, screaming fight that he saw between his own parents. This guy has some demons. Some real issues, yeah. Um, and then the night before um, the f- explosion in the fire, uh, a neighbor reported a loud argument that happened uh, from their house. But Mary kept her husband's dark side a secret from everyone, including her own parents who lived like actually really close by in the same neighborhood. Um, even when the house, you know, went up in flames and uh, emergency responders came the parents pleaded for robert's return because they thought there was a break-in and something had happened to robert too so even when all of this was going down and they only found the wife and the two kids um mary's parents thought something had happened to robert because they were like there's no way he w-. they didn't even it didn't even occur to them that he could have been the one at fault yeah um on june 29th 2002 about 11 months later uh, Fisher was placed on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. He's also on the America's most wanted dirty dozen list of the show's most notorious fugitives. Ooh. Yeah. So he's pretty high up there. 
As far as the spot where they found his car, some people think he hitchhiked or somehow got a ride away from there and went elsewhere because they found the dog, his dog curled up under the car. And they think if he had left on foot, the dog would have followed him. Right, right, right. So they think that he had somehow gotten into either an escape car or he had hitchhiked. Oh, uh, okay. And the dog remained behind, but no one's really clear. Most people believe that Fisher is alive to this day. He was born in 61, so he's really... Yeah, he's 56. Yeah, he's, like, middle-aged. Um, though some people speculate he might have killed himself. Although FBI... Because spe- I guess more than half of um, patricides, which is, like, a family... Right, right, right. Um, when a dad kills the family. Right, like a, right, exactly. Like, the father murders uh, family members. I guess more than half of the time, the father commits suicide. Oh, really? Following the murder but typically that happens very close to the site of the murder so it right, like he like can't handle it right away right so it's like an immediate reaction rather than like he drives away for two days and then kills himself like it's typically right by the site right. of the murder um and an fbi special agent named robert caldwell says the fbi does not believe he's the type of guy who would kill himself because he's very egocentric and introverted on top of the whole statistics thing of like most people kill themselves right near the site if they're going to kill themselves right making being introverted means you're less likely to be suicidal um they said that he was like really the fact that he's egocentric and introverted so he's like he very self-centered like just like very like oh i understand okay self-possessed rather than like relying on other people almost i think that's what they meant i'm not sure okay cool they believe he's alive to this day, either in the U.S., Canada, or Mexico. He's considered armed and extremely dangerous. He has ties to Florida and New Mexico and might be living under an assumed identity. He's described as a loner and is thought to live alone in an isolated area. Hmm. Although some people think that since he was able to kind of take his wife and like make her a submissive person, that he might have found a woman to be submissive to him. So it's not clear whether he's alone or with another partner. Right. There was a documentary <clears throat> released in 2011 called Where is Robert Fisher? Mm-hmm. About the hunt for him. And a journalist for the Phoenix New Times went to a screening with a friend of his who had actually known Robert Fisher. And uh, although he was somewhat disappointed in the movie's execution, he described their favorite scene... As an excerpt from a home movie that Mary Fisher had taken in the 1990s. Oh, no. And this is how he describes it. I'm just going to quote it directly. With her camera on, Mary walks into a dimly lit room at the Fisher abode, where Robert is seated in a big chair, having a quiet moment with the children, who are then about four and two, respectively. Robert is clearly unhappy with his wife's and the camera's presence, and tells her tersely to turn the damned thing off. She demurs, noting that the precious moment should be memorialized. Robert tries to go along for a second, but he's really pissed about something. He addresses his little daughter, Brittany, who is right next to him, telling her, like he's addressing a circus animal, to smile and to spin around a few times. Finally, he instructs her to scream, which she does at the top of her lungs. And that's the scene that they included from the home video in the in the documentary. It's very weird. They said it was really creepy in context of the yeah. documentary. Um, as of right now, there's a reward of up to $100,000 for any tips leading to Fisher's arrest. There have been over 300 unconfirmed sightings, including one man in Canada who they really thought was the guy who was basically a doppelganger. 
but the Scottsdale, Arizona police went all the way up to Canada to fingerprint him, and it was not him. But the FBI says they get tips almost daily as to his whereabouts. Uh, Mary Fisher's family still has no answers, but they believe he's alive. And her dad said something along the lines of, I think he started a second family, and mm. he's, he's alive somewhere. Um, Scottsdale police actually believe that Fisher himself called into America's Most Wanted in August of what? 2001. Uh, there was a call made from Chester, Virginia, that they've studied, and they think it was actually him. Um, they believe that Fisher may be either working in a medical position or living in a small town with a menial job. Oh, no. Uh, as far as his description, Robert Fisher is six feet tall with brown hair and blue eyes. He has a bad back and may be on pain medication. He has scars on his lower back from surgery and may walk with an exaggerated erect posture with his chest pushed out due to his surgery. He has a noticeable gold crown on his left by his left first bicuspid tooth. So I think... He said it's pretty yeah, yeah. F- far close to the front and frequently chews tobacco. So if any of y'all know where he is. Well, you said he's in Virginia. So all my friends, watch out. Hey, guys. Watch out. Put a tip in. <laughs> Get yourself a hundred grand. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, so it's a pretty fucked up one. He uh, he really. Uh, the That uh, home video part's kind of odd. It's creepy, right? Do you have any weird home videos? Oh, my God. I have every home weird home video. The only one I... It's not really weird. It's not weird at all. But there's a home video of me in the bathtub when I was super little. And you can hear my dad going like... My dad being like, Linda, put put clothes on her. You can't just film a kid with, with clothes on. and uh, Or without clothes on. And my mom was like, no, this will be really embarrassing one day for her when she has a boyfriend. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, hey, I got you then. I got you now. You were like, <laughs> at that moment, you were like, well, I will play both of them. I was like, oh, you're going to surprise me? How about I surprise you? Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, my God. My, listen, my parents filmed us naked all the time. My mom got a, um, she had like a camera. Because in Germany, like being naked, is, it's not a thing. Like people have go, don't wear tops to the beach. It's like whatever. But Oh, like it's like normal to be as naked as possible. Yeah, okay. like they don't care. They're not like you're saying it's not a thing. I was thinking like being oh, naked sorry. is not a thing. No, no, no. Right. So it's not a thing. Like it's not an issue. It's not an issue. Got it. And we same same in my my mother's household. Right. I think we've chatted about how our parents just walked around naked all the time. Uh, and my mom got it had a camera like you know back in the, back in the olden days when you had to like bring a camera to the right Kodak counter and have yeah, yeah. it developed because that's the olden days <laughs> the olden days before like you know a photography office or <laughs> i don't even know what was there a camera store <laughs> yeah we're like what what happened before we're that? talking about kodak stat like kodak booth in cvs if, like <laughs> wow that that rite aid kodak booth is so old school. it's so sad i know and now polaroids are like cool again i know um but yeah she brought the film to she went to pick it up at kroger back in ohio and they called the police and the police came to arrest her. I mean, I feel like we need to really have an episode on like our parents' crime like stories, but Yeah, personal crimes. It's crazy. But my parents, <laughs> my mom, like they like detained her. And my mom was like, What's going on? And they're like, We've gotten a report of child pornography because I was probably three and my brother oh was Oh my like, god. I know. And oh my god. I know. And we still, Even today, oh my god. But that was like, what, 20 years ago? 1995. And that's not even an issue in 1925. 
1995. I'm not that old. Oh, wow. My mom said there was like a thing back then of like, oh, child pornography. Like there was like this huge, remember there was like that pedophile, like I guess scare. And so I guess this woman at Kroger like called security and then security was like, I guess we should look into it. That girl was a tattletale when she was a little kid. I know. It's your freaking kid. And it was like, it was literally like we were wearing like diapers or underwear and we had like this body paint that my aunt had sent us. And so we like decorated like we you couldn't even see anything because we were covered in body paint but it was i literally have pictures right now in my phone of me as a child naked with my naked other cousins like just running around your children because your children and family and it's a sexuality should not already be pressed on you you're it's doesn't it's a little naked body exactly and so my mom got in trouble and then she got a mark on her green card which was the first of many so we'll see yikes we'll talk about that another day oh my god but anyway yeah so (laughs) that was uh, yeah that was that anyway if anybody knows where he is, let us know so that we can <laughs> take part in the hundred thousand dollars. All right, but also it's really fucking shitty for his her family and. I mean, yes, it's horrible. It's horrible, and it's they horrible. they really still want answers and want to find out what happened to their daughter and their kids. But, uh, so that's my story of the day. You're I wish, welcome. I wish there were um, there was a story like that where the guy's name was Waldo. Because the the headline would have been perfect. Whoa, whoa. Where's Waldo? That's so good. Or if it were a woman, Carmen Sandiego. Oh. Oh, how, my God. How could you forget? How? There has to be someone named Carmen Sandiego, right? Well, there's definitely someone named Carmen in San Diego. Mm, that counts. Where in the world is Carmen in San Diego? That's pretty... Where in the world is Carmen? San Diego. Oh. Maybe the answer was right in front of us all along. Let's ask San Diego where no, she is. No, let's ask the show. Maybe there was, maybe that was the answer. <gasps> where is Carmen? Question mark. San Diego, oh, period. Oh, fuck. And they, we, they had us going on all these adventures trying to find her. We just had to stay in California this They whole time. sent me to Greece. Bitch. What the hell? <laughs> I'm getting it now. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. It's like me. It's like it's like if we did a spinoff show, it'd be called "Where Is M House of Pies." <laughs> it's like, oh, it was right there all along. Where is Christine in her living room? Where will Emily be? Hell, <laughs> you know, like one day, maybe where, that's where, maybe that's the finale. It's not as catchy. Where in the world is no? Where in the world is M? Speaking of burning in hell, I'm officially a redneck right now because this weekend I was out in the sun all day and like my whole neck is like. It hurts to move my head. I'm so burnt. That's on my back. the worst feeling when you can't even like lay down on your back. Yeah. I was a farmer for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's an exaggeration. But I worked on a farm for a while. Did you? Yeah. And um Why? At what age? Um, it was like my senior project, but then I fell in love with a farmer who worked there. So then I Named. was like Mark. Wait, is this a real story? Yeah, it's a long story. You fell in love with a farmer? Yeah. Did it, it didn't work out, I guess. Well, considering I'm engaged, no. Like, as of October 2018, I guess it really wouldn't have worked out with Mark. Yeah, we'll see. Farmer. I'll let you know in October. Farmer Mark. Farmer Mark. But I'm going to tell you something. His name was Mark with a C. Uh, I know. It's I know. like, are you trying to pretend Marcus is, has a nickname? Well, and all my friends were like, that's not a thing. Stop. And so, uh, Anyway, it was a long story, but point being, I spent a long time like working there because I was in love with Mark the farmer, and I got a legitimate farmer's tan to the point where like I was like 
six shades deeper on every part of my body except like my torso and I my bet legs. Farmer Mark was into that though. No, <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was like, "You, you're 18. Please stop." And How old was he? Oh, probably in his 20s. I don't know. Like Christine, an adult. <laughs> I was, I was a youngin. Christine. But yeah, so I got my real, I was like, I'm, I have an actual farmer's tan where I worked on a farm for six months and I got like, what were, how did you find a farm for six months and you didn't have something I to do? I live in Ohio. Just drive an hour north, you can find a farm. You must have really loved Farmer Mark. I loved Farmer Mark. Where is he now? He's, he, he was, in, he got engaged while I worked there and I was like, oh, fuck this. You're like, like, I'm never coming back to this fucking farm, Mark. Fuck <laughs> your, walked out. Fuck your carrot. <laughs> Patch. <laughs> anyway, good story. Good way to end this. So everybody, the rejection of Farmer Mark. That's I like how this began with like my exciting engagement and then ended with like fuck Farmer Mark who we rejected. We can talk about me. all the ways I've been rejected. That's a long list. Listen, we need to create. I get rejected on Tinder all the time. We're gonna create a Patreon episode oh. called "All the Ways We've Been Rejected." Oh, that would be a good episode, actually. Colon and no, like colon. There are many. <laughs> Go on. No, like instead of like. A spinoff of the Newlywed Game, which we still have to fucking post. We're going to do that. We'll have an episode where we just talk about all of our failed relationships. Oh, M, we're going to talk for And 45. that's why we drink. We're going to talk for so many hours. Nobody wants to hear I, that. I've only dated like three people in my whole life, so it's not like I have a lot of good stories. But I've been rejected by a lot of people I didn't even date. They just saw me and were like, no. But that's the point. Like, rejections. Ooh. Rejections. Ripe. It's a ripe and true experience wow okay well patreon donators listen up get ready how much of how many of uh, our lives do you really want to know you'll find out do you want to know everything we'll tell you it all you probably don't we we have nothing to hold back at this point we'll tell you anyway thank you for being our favorite <laughs> people in the world and for making me smile all the time on twitter and facebook and instagram and thank you for we just joined um audio boom as our podcast network so they're kind of hosting us now so if you're a Podbean listener well if you're a Podbean listener i guess at this point you're not listening to this because <laughs> you're not fig yeah okay i had a couple of people be like where's your episode i'm i'm a listener on Podbean," and i was like Oh, shit. Oh, yikes. So I guess if you are a Podbean listener or were a Podbean listener, you found us. Yep. So good. Just go back to iTunes. Go to Audio Boom. Go to... Uh, we're on, yeah, Google Play, Stitcher. We're still in a lot of places. And we're, soon we will be in even more spaces. We yeah. can't... I don't know if we can say anything yet. Yeah, we can. Okay, you say it. So I'm Yeah, so trouble. we're... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, so soon we should be on Spotify and iHeartRadio, so that's kind of exciting. Blah, blah, blah. Because we're growing. Also, today is our five-month anniversary. Oh, my God. I can't believe five it. Months today? A five months ago today, I asked Christine if she would start a podcast with me. And I sat there for three hours going, hmm. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't respond right away, so I felt like, oh, just another one of those rejections I can throw in the arsenal. <laughs> What's my answer? She decided... No, at first, but we got her. We got her into the swing of things. I changed my mind pretty quickly. Changed your mind, but so five months, and we're on Audio Boom now. So if you want to check us out there, how would you, did you think five months ago when I was like, "Hey, do you want to start a podcast?" You would say, "In five months, we've been offered to be hosted on iHeartRadio." Zero percent. We're moving on up. 
to the east side changing okay so you don't know that song you're just gonna pick a different i'm gonna make up my own all right is what's happening okay changing our lives oh i thought we were going changes or that turn do you not know that song either no jesus christ christy i'm sorry i'm trying okay but um fun fact for everyone who actually really enjoys us and god knows why but next week should be a twofer for you because it will be a um You'll be getting another episode, and you'll be getting a listener's episode. That's right. So lucky, lucky you. Oh, man. You get to hear our annoying voices in your earbuds. For even longer than normal. So there you go. Those are, I think, everything so far. That's it. Sometime by the end of next week. Well, actually, based on when this comes out, it might be the end of this week. I'm not sure. Within within the near future, um, the... Uh, May batch of Patreon donators will be getting their merchandise. Yes. May stuff is going out soon. Soon. Within the next couple days. Then June stuff will be going out in a couple weeks in July. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That sounds right. It sounds right. We'll, we'll, We'll be more timely about that in the future. But it is coming. We haven't forgotten about you. It just... On our end, it, it takes a while to get everything, collect it all, and then be able to send it, and then shipping time. We're just so pleased that so many people are f- actually donating. Yeah. That we're like, wait, what? Like, we're so impressed, but we also feel bad that we can't give you things immediately. Like, it's, right away. We're, it's not our fault, and we're trying very hard to make it get done as fast as possible. It's we just, not our fault. It's not our fault, so can you just, like, chill? Just, like, stop blaming me for everything. Why are you so obsessed with me? Why are you so obsessed with us? Anyway, Christine's going to have to edit three hours of conversation. You're welcome. So um, I guess we should sign off before you rip your hair out later. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, keep sending in your listeners vid- uh, episode, Jesus Christ, listener stories. God, stop drinking that. <laughs> it's really embarrassing when you drink so much. I, know, I really just stumbled through like three different words there. Aye, aye, aye. Please send in your listeners stories. Please keep sending us nice compliments because we're vain <laughs> send us so many compliments though. honestly the more you send us the better we just want to know how pretty we are it's fine also also this is the first episode where we can announce geo has a twitter you oh, can find jesus him christ i have nothing to do with this at geo schieffer okay if you want to follow geo you can but i have nothing to do with it she so. doesn't like that sometimes he has an attitude he has a really big attitude because it's <laughs> literally m tweeting at me <laughs> it's it's me just texting her feed me but using geo's face so maybe she'll do it better yeah like like i think we're gonna pretend it's geo but it's m like just sending me passive aggressive notes it's me just tweeting out things that i think geo's actually thinking but christine doesn't have the heart to actually post sure because we all know he's got a big attitude probably a little gay a little gay sure like at least 10 percent. he's got the attitude wouldn't be surprised He's at least part of the community. At the very least, he's an aggressive ally. Oh, yes, for sure. And um, I think he's got a lot to say and a lot that you don't want to hear. So I have to I have to do it for you. All right. So if you want to follow a fellow ally, <laughs> Geo Schieffer is the one to go to. Aw, little baby Geo. He's so sweet. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. Have a good week. And that's why we drink at gmail.com. And that's... What? Oh. Oh, Jesus. ATWWD podcast is our social media. And that's, that's why, why we, we drink. drink. <laughs> no, we did it. We did it right. Sort of. <laughs> Good job, Em. Thanks.
I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.